There's a story in the Christian scriptures that I like to believe indicates the writers had a sense of humor. In the Gospel of John, a powerful Jew by the name of Nicodemus was giving Jesus a bit of praise, dare I say, some flattery, telling him all about how wonderful he was, how much he loved him, and how it was self-evident Jesus came from God. Jesus wasn't having any of it, though, and he rebuked Nicodemus, telling him no one can see the kingdom of God without being born again. Now this response perplexed Nicodemus, and he blurted out in what may have been a knee-jerk reaction, how can anyone be born again after growing old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Now I've heard talk about being born again as a metaphor for most of my life, having grown up in the Christian church. So such talk really doesn't surprise me. But can you imagine what must have been the response of a first century person who took a symbolic story way too seriously? Did Nicodemus really paint a mental picture of himself going back into his mother's womb and being reborn in order to see the kingdom of heaven? I wonder what he thought the logistics of that experience would be. (laughs) Now, I want to cut Nicodemus a little bit of slack this morning because I see him more as a provocateur. Here he was telling all the things Jesus should have wanted to hear, kissing up to the Son of God for some good and faithful servant talk in return. And instead, Jesus comes at him with this ridiculous metaphor that makes no sense and expects him to take it seriously. And who knows, maybe the Gospel writer left out a few other choice words that Nicodemus might have said to Jesus after that ridiculous response. I think Nicodemus would have fit in well in many of our Unitarian Universalist congregations. I wonder later what Nicodemus might have thought when he heard rumors that Jesus had been resurrected, that Jesus had been somehow reborn and was no longer in his tomb. After all, he provided the burial spices himself following Jesus' crucifixion and helped lower his body from the cross. So there was no doubt in his mind that death had occurred. I can imagine him thinking, even in death, even in death, that Jesus is coming up with some strange metaphors about how life works. Did he enter into his mother's womb again to be reborn? All too often, I think, this is how you use, see, the story of the resurrection. Infamously, Thomas Jefferson, the third president of the United States, and famously not affiliated with the Unitarian Church, but 
on the outskirts of it, omitted the story entirely from his version of the Bible, choosing instead to end the story of Jesus with his death following the crucifixion. If you're curious, Thomas Jefferson's Bible can be purchased from the UUA bookstore. He omitted everything that could be interpreted supernaturally. I have heard others say they can't see the value in the story because they just can't believe it happened. And other UUs, like the kids in our story this morning, will see resurrection merely as being remembered well. And though this is a valid way of understanding the concept, I think it misses the power and the meaning. And I think the attitude is a mistake. When I look to our Christian brethren, I'm struck by how many of them find hope and inspiration in Jesus' resurrection. Regardless of how liberal or conservative their theology is, there seems to be a strong appreciation of the story that transcends theological divides. This leaves me asking, what are we missing if, like Jefferson, we end the story of Jesus at his death? Now to first century Christians, the death of Jesus must have seemed like the ultimate defeat. Their leader was dead, defeated by the political forces he opposed, and they were without a leader, seemingly rudderless, and a very weak minority in an oppressive system. I can just imagine them sitting around asking what they should do next, wondering if God had forsaken them, left their little fledgling sect of Judaism to die against the more powerful forces of the wider world. Three days later, though, they heard the news. Their leader's tomb was empty, and there were even rumors that he had been seen wandering about in the flesh. Though we later find out that not all of them were so confident that the rumors were true, the very notion that it could be possible was inspiring to those present. If true, it would be a miracle, for it meant that they had prevailed against both the forces of the state and death. If not even death could stop the message of Jesus, could anything stop them? There was hope to be found in the resurrection of Jesus. Hope that their leader was alive. Hope that their religion would not die. Hope that they would prevail against the religious authorities who so thoroughly oppressed them. Hope that one death was not the end for them. To me, this is why so many have found inspiration in the resurrection of Jesus. If not even death could contain the will of God, what other possibilities are available in the world? It meant that in the long run, what is right would be done. That in the words of Unitarian minister Theodore Parker, 
The arc of the universe is long and it bends towards justice. Now I'm sure there are some UUs who would be naysayers acting as the Nicodemus of our time, asking how a person could possibly come back to life. And if the resurrection didn't literally happen, they ask, is the story really one of hope and possibility in the world? I want to suggest for them and for others that we examine resurrection in a different way this morning. Consider that from biology, we know that the cells in our body are constantly dying and being reborn. As you sit in your chair this morning, you will not leave with the same cells that you entered with. And sure, some cells take longer to regenerate than others, up to 10 years in some cases, but they are constantly in a state of flux and they have to be resurrected or else your body will fall apart. In a sense, if we hold to a strict physicalist view of personal identity, that who you are depends upon the continuation of your physical body, you are not the same person you were five years or even five seconds ago. Unitarian Universalist minister Wayne Arneson says, I know intellectually that even though I look the same when I get up each morning, I've changed at the physical level, that I'm not the same body as I was the day before, and that over time every cell in my body replaces itself. I know that I am growing older and that even though this change happens slowly, it happens day by day in noticeable ways. I also know that I'm changing psychologically and spiritually, hopefully in ways that make my life richer and fuller. Resurrection in this sense is about new beginnings, about finding a way to continue the long, chi- the long chain of the person while simultaneously creating new possibilities for the future by never allowing death to have the final say. And consider, even after your final death, the cells and the parts of your body will, even if there is no afterlife. I don't know, I haven't been there yet. Even if there is none, will continue to live on in the ground, in the grass, and the trees around you. One of the biggest struggles I had with the Buddhist spirituality was that I found it hard to buy the notion of reincarnation or rebirth as it's known in Buddhism. And I once had a conversation with a Zen teacher who had brazenly said he has no doubt in his mind that rebirth is true, asking him how he could believe in the doctrine. Could I be a Buddhist if I wasn't able to accept that after death I'm literally reborn into another body? He told me that for him, rebirth is not a one-time occurrence at death, but a constant process through which everything is finding new life and new possibilities in every moment. As your cells die, you are being reborn. Nothing is the same now as it was before. Everything 
is new. And it's not just our bodies that are constantly regenerating. Our identities, purposes, likes, and dislikes are always in flux as well. As transgender activist Kate Bernstein said, keep in mind that the you that makes life worthy of living today won't be the same you that makes life worth living this time next year. This, for me, is the meaning of Jesus' resurrection, the rebirth of his spirit and influence, and the opening up of new possibilities. Where those possibilities lead us, we will never know until they come to pass. Rebirth offers hope, though, for if nothing will be the same from one moment to the next, there is always the possibility of something new. Sometimes better, not to deny, sometimes worse. But new possibilities right around the corner. As with the first century Christians, death, whether physical, spiritual, or emotional, is not the end of us. It's a new beginning, one which would lead their religion to transform countless people as their faith found new life. Resurrection means you're not defeated if you're sitting here this morning. It means you're not dead yet. That there are still possibilities in this life. What is dying right now so that you can be reborn? I want to challenge each of us this morning to search for the ways life is dying and being reborn in order to manifest itself, both at Easter and throughout this year. Spring is a great time for that as well. As my allergies are being reborn. (laughs) With the warm weather, animals, plants begin to return from their winter refuges. Everything is new again at this time of year, after it looked dead not long ago. Everything begins anew, and throughout this season and into the summer and fall, we will witness the majestic beauty of creation, the process of resurrection, and death once again in winter to make room for a new resurrection again. I want to go deeper than this, though. I want to propose that we think of resurrection as a verb, not a noun. Something that is constantly occurring in our lives and that we can have some degree of control over. Resurrection happens every time someone dies or leaves your life and you move on. Resurrection happens every time you say to someone that you're sorry and you accept the possibility of mending a relationship and starting over anew. Resurrection happens when we change our career paths, our jobs, our lives, and dare to dream of new possibilities. 
Resurrection happens when our sense of justice changes to open us up to the ways in which our society negatively impacts us and people around us. Resurrection happens when something doesn't go our way and we're still left afterwards to pick up the pieces. How is resurrection manifesting in your life? What endings are giving way to new beginnings? And if you took resurrection seriously as a sign of the holy working in your life, what would it mean? Whatever you're struggling with this morning, and make no mistake, I'd be willing to bet if we went around the room, most of us are struggling with something. I believe that resurrection is possible for you in the here and now. And it is already occurring countless times before I even finish this sentence. Things may look dark and you may feel like the weight of the world is against you, but there is something new waiting to be born in this moment. Sometimes I don't have control over these forces of rebirth, but I can always choose the meaning I will draw out of them. I will find my own empty tune because I'm being reborn as something completely new and I didn't even need to go back into my mother's womb to accomplish it. Just as I challenged you to search out instances of resurrection in the wider world, look for them in your life this week and practice the sort of resurrection that engages and gives you hope by assuring you you're not dead. Despite what you or anyone else may be telling you. So many of you have shared with me your stories of resurrection already, and I'm so honored to be able to hold them in the loving spirit they were offered. I see them as proof of the awesome and resilient people you are, and they offer me hope that resurrection is not just a vain hope or a ridiculous story. It's occurring each day in every one of us. Whether you believe that Jesus was literally resurrected or not, remember that resurrection is more than a supernatural occurrence that couldn't possibly happen. If not for resurrection, I might not be here today. And some of you might not be here either. Resurrection is hope that tomorrow can be better, no matter how dark today may seem. As long as death does not hold on to us, there is still the possibility of a different tomorrow, a different way of being. May it be so.